morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me and being a part of Exploring Your Faith Hour. You can get involved by calling the number on the screen or emailing, texting or faxing or whatever it takes. Uh, and we, I can respond to your question or comment as it's happening. Good morning, everybody. Hi, y'all. Good. Uh, any questions or comments about anything? No. Uh, this week on the radio, on the radio uh, this subject was, do you love yourself? Do you love yourself? And I know I had this uh, discussion with the ladies in the women's meeting, so uh, they already know where I'm coming from about it. And uh, it was a very, very interesting discussion about loving yourself. And I've talked with family members about it. Everywhere I go, I kind of ask people, do you love yourself? And most people either say, yes, I love myself, or no, I don't love myself. All right? And so I'm like, wow, that's interesting. And then with those who say, yes, I love myself, I ask why. And those who say, no, I ask why. And I've learned a lot from it. One thing I realize about life, life is... Turn your phone off. Oh, that's out there? Oh, okay. <laughs> Life is never about the other person. It's always about you. Every given situation is always about you and never, ever, ever about the other person. It's never. But you're not going to be able to know that until you sincerely or seriously draw close to God. You just will not be able to know that. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But I want to kind of talk about, how many people love themselves? Only one? So nobody else in the room loves themselves? Okay. Two. Can I get a three? I'm sorry? I'm learning to love myself. You're learning to love yourself. Okay. And so I assume that the, you do love yourself. Okay. And I assume that the rest of you do not love yourself. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Let's go right here. You do not love yourself. No. And why not? Well, what's it a love? What do, you, what do you mean when you say no? Why don't you love well, yourself? Well, I, I don't, I think, I don't know. If I'm understanding what you mean by love, I, I don't have an emotional love for myself like, like that. Do you hate yourself? No, I mean, I, there's times where I'm disappointed with myself and frustrated and, you know, those kinds of things. So, yeah, I don't, I don't go around loving myself all day long. There are times where you're disappointed and frustrated with yourself, but not loving yourself. Right. And why do you become disappointed and frustrated with yourself? Um, I just, it's in my nature. And you know, what do you mean by that? Well, I just, there's times where I... I mean, I noticed yesterday a certain part of me that was frustrated with some things that I was uh, up to, and, you know, just, that's just what it is. I'm frustrated with certain things that were going on. Oh. Do you believe if you did love yourself that then you could become frustrated with self? Say that again? Do you think if you did love yourself, because you said, no, you do not love yourself, right? So if you loved yourself, would you become frustrated with self? If I love myself, would I become frustrated? Yes. I don't know. You don't know? Yeah, I don't know. And how long have you not loved yourself? I, don't, um, I mean, as, far, as long as I can remember. Really? Yeah. And how long have you been frustrated with self in life? How, how, as long as I can remember. Long. Yeah. And do you know why that is? I just think it's resentment. You resent yourself? I have some resentment, yeah. Towards self? Yeah. And why do you resent yourself? Um, I don't know. I just think I, I have frustration. You don't know why you resent yourself? No, I don't. Do you pray? I do, yeah. And uh, you, you pray constantly? Like, all the time? You mean like 24-7? or? Yes. Well, I'm, I meditate in the mornings and the evenings. And um, that's about it? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's it, yeah. And why don't you pray constantly? 
What do you mean constantly? Without ceasing, without stopping. I, I don't know what you mean by that, praying constantly. Uh, why don't you pray uh, other than just morning and night? I, I don't know. You don't know? Did no, you I, say you don't know? No, I don't. Oh, okay. know. All right. You say you're learning to love yourself. Yeah, I just would like to explain that. I, I so just, right now you don't love yourself, right? Well, You're learning to. No, I wouldn't say that either. Uh, what I meant, I, I agree with him. I don't, you know, put my hands around myself and, you know, go around that saying that I love myself. But I think, uh, like, an example would be... Uh, what do you mean when you say yeah, you're I'm, learning I'm, to love yourself? I'm about to explain that. Uh, an example would be, say, uh, when I don't eat the foods that I'm not supposed to, that's just a, that shows a concern for myself and my welfare. It could be deemed um, a, a, form of, a form of love of, of thyself. Um, ultimately, I think that it, it, it's, 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 you don't have to feel anything towards toward yourself. What to, do you mean when you say you're learning to love yourself? Well, because sometimes I, I, I make the wrong decision. I, 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 I do the wrong thing. I, I'll, I'll go out and I'll have that. Coke in that burrito, <laughs> and uh, and and that that you know you can, you can be deemed to say you don't necessarily if you truly loved yourself. We you were laughing. Is we went to a, a speech that I gave down in up in uh, Santa Barbara this week, and I mean Bakersfield, yeah, thank you, <laughs> up in Santa Barbara, uh, and uh, Bakersfield, and uh, Gennaro went with us. We went with him. He drove. And James went, and Patrick went. And on the way back, I guess on the way back, Gennaro said, oh, I, I feel like I want a burrito and a Coke. <laughs> and what, what was my response to that? I forgot. Uh, it was funny. You said that, you know, well, uh, uh, actually what it was is that sometimes I was telling you that sometimes, you know, when, I, when it gets kind of lonely by myself, I'll go out <laughs> and get that burrito and a Coke. And you said, well, there it is right there. It's a burrito, to, a burrito and a Coke is to a Mexican what it is a black person to a woman. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, <laughs> a burrito. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, God. <laughs> a burrito in a coat is like a black woman is to a black man. It, it just soothes you. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I, so I said that. That's when, you know, occasionally when, I, when that boredom gets a little bit too much, you'll know, reach out, and I said that that's not necessarily good. But that's kind of like what I mean. Um, so... Um, I don't, you know, um, maybe it's not a, a good concept or what have you, because ultimately I think you shouldn't have any feeling towards yourself. Why um, do you think that? Huh? Why do you think that? Um, because it, it, uh, it, it, it kind of appears to be a little bit selfish. I think that if, if, if God loves you, that, be, that should be sufficient. There should not be any love towards yourself. If God loves you, you're feeling the, you're feeling the, the love of God. So why are you, if that's true, and I don't know if it's true yet, but if that's true... Why are you learning to love yourself then? <laughs> good point. It's a good, good question. Good point. So I guess that that's what I meant. And it's uh, all together. It's, uh, I've never really thought about it, to be frank with you. It just came out. So. Okay. I never really thought so about it. So I'm still confused. And you say you love yourself. I love fellowshipping because it's for me. It's not for you guys. I do. As I said on a women's meeting, I do love myself. What do you love about yourself? No, why do you love yourself? As I said last time, um, I'm, I think that if I, don't, if I stop loving myself, I would stop loving others as well, and I would be careless. I won't, I won't want to, um, I will not want to become a better person in general. I would be careless. Whatever happens, happens. If I do bad thing, who cares? Right. But if I do work on myself and if I do um, love myself, I will start loving others too because I'll see my mistakes and I will love that. Not that I will love it, but I would cope with it yes. so I can see others' mistakes and com compare that I was the same person or I'm still the same person and I can work on it. Oh, okay. And that, the, does that work for you in life? It works to do it that way? I think it does. It does. You're not sure? I'm not sure. Oh. Why haven't you paid attention to see if it works or not? I'm still in the process. I haven't <laughs> got to the final thing. <laughs> this is just fellowship. There is no right or wrong. It's just edifying one another. One thing I realize about prayer, 
prayer causes me to realize nothing is the same at any point. Nothing is the same. It changes all the time. That's why you could be with a, a friend and you guys have a good, good time, be honest, have fun, and you could talk to that friend, whether it's a marriage or whatever. The things have changed. Attitudes could have changed. Everything could change just like that. And if you're not rooted in prayer, you're not ready. You can't handle that sudden change. It's like an earthquake coming. You just want to run and scream. You got to pray, folks. I'm telling you, taking from a weak person, prayer works. But it, well, and I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, who else don't like themselves? Did you say you do not love yourself? You were here at the women's meeting, though, right? I'll come back to you. Yeah, I'll come back to you. Uh, you say you do love yourself. Do. You, you do love yourself. And what do you love about yourself? Well, I love myself when I'm not hating myself. No. What do you love about yourself first? Um, well, whenever I'm doing what I see as good and it gets me accolades, Lord, well, then uh, I'm really loving myself. Then I'm like, wow, you really nailed that one, and good job, and and everybody saw, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And but when the opposite occurs, and I do wrong, and everybody sees and occurs, then I'm like, you low life. So you don't you. love yourself then. You don't love yourself at that point. Well, it point. depends on the situation. I mean, but, when things go wrong, you don't love yourself. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you're aware when, that this is what's going on? Not when things go wrong so much, but when I'm doing wrong and, oh, I okay. get, and I get caught at it, then, of course, I'm not loving myself about that. Right. Okay. Um, and you love yourself? No. <laughs> no. No, I don't. Why not? It, it, you know, it's funny. You I, hate yourself? No, I got to tell you something funny. I, no, I, I almost, you didn't, show, I almost didn't show up today, right? Do and you I, hate yourself? And I'm all, hey, hey, I'm wait, all wait. irritated with hey, myself. Wait. I know, yeah, but wait. No, listen, I'm answering your I know, question. I'll let you answer it, but do you hate yourself? Yes. Okay. Why don't you love yourself? I, I don't know, uh, but I, I will tell you that I find it way too easy to get irritated with what I'm doing, right? And I, I'll do all that BS people do. Am I good enough? Am I rich enough? Am I fast enough? Am I slow enough? Whatever. It, it's a constant thing. And the best I can do is watch myself talk to myself that way and go, there you go again. Why don't you just shut up and kind of deal with life the way it is? Right. That's the best I can do. I can't do much else than that. So, Do you pray? Yes, I do. Yes, do you, I do, do you, it every day, every day, every day, every day. Do yes. you pray without ceasing? Well, I've started to do that. Now, I don't do it in the sense of, of course, I got to go to work, so I'm not going to sit quietly all day long, right? But I do try to see what I'm all about. <laughs> I got to go to work, so I'm not going to sit quietly. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, the definition that we use here about praying, sitting quietly, meditating, I can't do that all day, of course. But you can, you can see yourself act like a jerk, and I can see that happening. But there are times, I got to tell you, when I feel good about myself, I don't feel anything. Suddenly I go, oh, that worked all right. But it's not, while it's happening, I'm not feeling good about myself or bad right. when, when things wor are working right. There's no feeling there. So you do not love yourself? No, I don't. I don't think I do. Do you want to love yourself? I don't know. I, I guess so. Yeah, I'd like to find some peace. Do you want to stop hating yourself? Uh, I, I'd like to find peace. You like to, so yes, you do want to stop hating I, yourself? I would say yes. I would say you yes. say yes. Oh, okay. Did you have a question? I do. Okay. Is it possible to pray constantly? Yes. Because I notice that when I am what I, th what I think of or see of myself as being in prayer, that there comes moments where I'm either taken away by the moment, it captures me, and I'm out of my observation state, and I'm into a reaction state. And then there's other times where I actually want to choose to get out of an observation state and just go into... It's, um, that's the frustrating part of things. The one thing I, I do want to add, and one thing I like about doing these meetings and our theme this year is to build a solid foundation. I learn so much from feedback that I get from people that it helps me to stay on track. And the one thing that I've realized is that if you don't start praying without ceasing, you're never going to feel, you're going to build a solid foundation. 
lazy men and women just get up in the morning and pray and then just pray at night. That is nothing but laziness. And that is not a sincere seeking first the kingdom of God in his right way. You're playing a game. You just got an instruction from somebody. You just carry that through and get up and feel good about yourself and it doesn't last. You got, you should, you should get to a point where there's something should happen with you that you don't always need an exterior source to tell you how to get to God and what to do. But a lot of folks are like, um, I mean, I use the word a trained monkey. I'm not going to use that word. They just go by what they're trained to do. And that's not, as human beings, that's not how we should be living. And take it from me, it is not how we should be living. We should not be living as trained monkeys. We are created in the image of God. We are his sons and daughters. And he loves us. And we need to do what he said. Seek first the kingdom of God in his right way and all be added. And pray without ceasing. He give us clear instructions. And when you do that, spiritually you connect. Really what you do is come back to him. You start to remember the things that you already knew but forgot. And those things cause you to live it, to live right. It really does cause you to change. And so spirituality is like a growing process. There is no one, two, three step that you just, that's it. Somebody tell me sit and pray in the morning at night and beat me over the head until I finally start doing it. So now I'm just praying. Your life is not changing. It's like when we talked about you resenting your mother or your father, right? For 50 years, everybody, oh, I resent my mother. What's wrong with you? Oh, I hate my parents. I'm like, 50 years later, you still hate your parents? But what happened is they heard that instruction, which is true, and they just locked into that. And so every emotion, every feeling, everything is coming from hating parents. And you should get past the point of hating your parents. You should get past the point of hating anybody. But you're not until you sincerely seek first the kingdom of God. And 99.9% of people do not put that absolutely first in their lives. And that's why they get blocked. They get locked into one thing. And then then Satan tells them, oh, you're on the right track. You got up this morning. You had a prayer. Oh, you prayed last night, so you're doing just fine. And they believe it. And when when the waves come, when temptations come, challenges come, they're just wiped off, off the map just wiped away, and then they say, oh, my meditation must not be working. My prayer is not working. So they go and sit down again and get back into that groove. That's not the way it goes. You've been had. You've been, a game is being played on you. It, it's, I'm so sorry for that, too. Not emotionally sorry, but... <laughs> and my heart goes out because this stuff is, the mind is in the way. The mind is just in the way. It really is. Satan is in the way. And if you learn to pray without ceasing, you can see Satan coming across your mind. Really, it's weird. You can just, sometimes I'm sitting, and I'm not bragging, I'm just thankful because now I realize that prayer is more than just sitting and praying and then praying before bed, and the rest of the day I'm struggling through life, right? But I see, I can sit and pray, or even at work or any time, and I can just see him coming across my mind now, and I know it's a lie. I know that absolutely everything that he tells me is a lie. I know that. I, I just know, and I'm grateful for that, because I didn't know that before. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that good? You can see him coming across your mind and now you know the voice of God and you know the voice of Satan. And Satan would take little simple things and make you react on them and it's all wrong. And now you got to run back and pray for another 20 minutes. (laughs) It's just so too bad. He has 
unauthorized authority over you by way of your mind. He really does. Every moment is constantly changing. Nothing is never the same. But he'll have you thinking that it is. You got to know his voice so you can reject him. What? Yes, sir. Hold on for the mic, sir. Anybody disagree with me on this? I want disagreement. You disagree? <laughs> you, no, I don't want you to just make up disagreement, but there must be some disagreement. Yes. Okay, I just want to state that I wouldn't know how, uh, how to constantly, me- uh, constantly me- uh, meditate. All I know is that to do is to be aware that I'm not aware. Okay, that's a good point. I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. He said, I wouldn't know how to pray without ceasing. That's what he's saying. And that is something that God has given us to do. He wants us to always be one mind with him. Same mindset, the mind of God. He said, I wouldn't know how to do that. And most people don't. I remember I used to uh, pray in tongues. I was taught to pray in tongues. Anybody ever prayed in tongues? Uh, just one crazy, another crazy person. And I was taught to do that. And then the preacher said, hey, you're supposed to be praying, praying without ceasing. So I, as I've seen others, thought, yeah, I'm supposed to be praying all day, all the time. And I, I have heard Christians at work praying in tongues at their death. And you could just hear this noise. <laughs> and I thought, well, I'm sure God doesn't mean for us to make a fool out of stuff like that. You know, you're up here making this weird noise at work. And you know people are going to think you're crazy. I used to get up in the morning. I lived in an apartment, and the manager, I told you this story before, the manager lived right across the hall from me. <laughs> oh, God. And I used to get up at 4 and 5 o'clock, and you could just hear me over in my apartment praying in tongues, just loud, and the whole building heard me. <laughs> my manager said, what are you doing over there in the morning? <laughs> What's wrong with you? And I said, I'm praying in tongues. That wasn't what God meant. It wasn't. I was on the looking. I felt embarrassed to go out of my place at times. I was like, go out like this. But. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? You said that's not what God meant. Hold on a minute. Your question is what? What he meant. You're saying God didn't mean that. Right. That what he, I don't pray in tongues, but I, I wish him one day I would pray in tongues, but. Give me a, you wish that ask, you did pray? I will, because it's in the scriptures. Right. Okay. Um, as God wants us to use as few words as possible. He really wants us to just be still and know him and just be aware of him by being still and knowing him. He wants us not to be lost with words. Look how words screw you up. He wants us not to be lost in thoughts and imagination. He just wants us to be conscious of him. And if you can practice being conscious of him all day long, and you will go in and out of the presence of God, the mind of God, but you, you come to be aware of that. And when you can just be aware of this moment, where he is, he's here right now, Everything you need to know is here right now. Then that's what praying without ceasing is. Just practice being aware. You drift out, just realize you're out and you're back in. I was just thinking the other day, somehow how God is always with us. He's like, he's just always there. And the only reason we believe that he's not there is that we go unconscious away from him. We drift off into the darkness of our imagination. But you can know that he's always with you by practicing being conscious all day long. Just simply practice that. Get up in the morning. What I notice is that some people get up early and pray now, but before they can get out of their prayer closet, Satan already got them thinking about work and this and that and who said this and who did that. They've already lost out. They don't even get up in quietness. They get up with noise. Back with their father, the devil. 
and they don't realize it. But that's what prayer is, just simply being aware of him at all times. Because he, he even tells us to be slow to speak and quick to hear. Have you noticed that people who talk a lot don't have anything to really say? They're just yapping. Huh? Big ego. A big ego. The big mouth, too. And then you say, why don't you just shut up and hear? They can't hear because words, is, they're controlled by words. He said, we should use fewer words as possible. Not all wordy. We should know. Revelation should be our friend and not all this talking. We should be quick to hear and slow to speak. It's all in the Bible, but for some reason, no one's following those rules. It's all in the scriptures. Everything we need to know is there. And all it does is bring you back to what's inside of you. And I'm telling you, if it had happened with me, it could happen with anybody. All of you in this room are smarter than me. You speak better. You look better. You got better jobs than what I have. You make more money. You have degrees. And yet, you allow your imagination to control you and deceive you. And if God can do it with a dummy, he'll surely work with a smart person. Isn't that true? Anybody? Everybody left? He works with a dummy. Huh? A big ego. He works with a dummy. More so than even work with. The so you calling me a dummy? Well, I'm just saying. Yes, you just said. You just said. You I could call me a dummy, but you can't. Okay. No, I'm I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm, just, I'm just totally joking. I am. The more I realize, the more that he causes me to realize, I, it, it causes me to realize I know nothing. Really, I don't know, because everything I've been taught about him is absolutely wrong. It's been wrong. Everything I've been taught as to how to live as a Christian is wrong. That's why it's been so difficult to carry those things out, because we've been taught in the wrong way. People should never teach us how to be a Christian. They should, a Christian, they should point the way back to God that's in us and let us discover it for ourselves. Don't ever teach it about how to live like a Christian. That's where you go right into slavery. <laughs> you really do. I've been struggling all these years to be a Christian. And when I see that, wow, I'm like, wow, I've been such a fool. I can go on and on. Let me go right here first. Um. I think that if you live right and make good decisions on a daily basis that, you know, you're doing what God wants you to do. Um, and, and as far as uh, praying all day, I don't think that gets you anywhere with, uh, with God. You know, I think that if you, as a man or a woman, you know, you just live right, you make good decisions, you do right by other people, then you are, you're close to God. You don't think it's necessary that. to pray all day? No. You said no? Yeah. Well, why would he ask her to do it then? I don't know. I think that if I'm living, you know, uh, right, that I'm, I'm actually, I am praying all day. But just what do you mean by living right? How do you making, live making, right? Making good decisions and, and dealing with people fairly and... Uh, Watching out for others, doing for others. Um, um, do you think that you're capable of making good decisions? Yes. Are you capable of making good decisions without God? If I want to be an evil person, uh, yes. I, then I, I guess I'd be living by the devil's rules in that, in that particular case. Are you capable of making good decisions without God? No. I'm sorry? No. So then if you're not praying without ceasing, how are you going to make good decisions? Decisions. Well, I think the way that I deal with uh, uh, God is, uh, is praying. How, how do you deal with him? I just 
you know, it's just I think it's all innate, you know, in terms of of just how I live my life. And you think, I don't know what you're saying, so explain it to me. I, well, I you, you explain it to me. You, you, just like, you know, if you're praying to God, you know, what are you praying to God for, Justin, when you pray to God? That's a good question. That his will be done for me. You know, his, whatever is not for me, but whatever his will is, I want that to happen. I want my mind, soul, and body to be his will. And I have no idea what that is, but I have noticed that if you stay present with him, his will is being done. Because you have no plans, you have no idea, you just see in that moment what to do. I've noticed that. And so at 99.99.999% of the time, it's never what you would have thought to do or the way to treat a person. It's nothing like what you can even imagine. Most people, if you're not praying in the right way, without ceasing, if you're not building that solid foundation, we don't know how to treat one another. We do not know. As this young lady said, it's all ego because if it's not coming directly from God, it's coming directly from the devil. And we are not in the midst. We are just following the master, whomever our master is. So you need, you're operating from one of them whether you realize it or not. Well, I think that's how I live my life. You think that's how you live yeah, it? Yeah, I think that's how I live my life. Okay. And I'm not here to, to convince you or not convince you. Mm-hmm. But I do know, I do know that if we are not connected with him at all times, we're following the other devil. We're following, not the other devil, but the other master, which is Satan. Well, how do you know that you connected? When I'm able to see and follow his instruction, without a doubt, you will know because you're out of the darkness into the light now and you will be out and you'll start to know the different voices. You will just start to know. And then when you run into challenges and situations, you deal with them like a miracle. It's a miracle knowing how you once dealt with them. Everything starts to change. You have faith. You, I, I, I have all of that. I have faith. I think I make good decisions sometimes, you know, in, in terms of dealing with people, you know, where yeah. I don't let ego get in the way and just, you know, just out of spite do things, you know. Right. Just well, if right you are thing. able to do this without praying and him guiding you, then God bless you. You're the first one on earth. I'm the first one on earth? <laughs> yeah. You sure about that, Jesse? Yeah. You think, think okay. <laughs> and let me tell you, and I mean, I'm everybody, not, everybody has their own. A relationship with God, I think. You know, uh, I don't think it's it's one particular way that you deal with God. You know, because uh, and well, I can't you... see God. Okay, I don't know anybody here that can. I don't think you can see Him either. But we we know that that, that spiritually that God exists. Okay, but uh, that's a good God, point too. Let me add. Most people do not know spiritually that God exists. They know intellectually that he exists because they have heard about him, read about him, and taught about him, so they believe that. But spiritually, they do not know that he exists because if you knew spiritually that he exists, you would have that now relationship with him. You would have his mindset. But everybody, every person knows he exists through intellectual belief. But that doesn't work for you. It's like knowing that Martin Luther King Jr. existed at one time. Knowing that is not doing anything for you but puffing up your ego if you're black. And you hate the white I folks. I say that, Justin. That's how it is with God. Knowing God intellectually only puffs up your ego. You, you just said that. Intellectually. You said, you just said that. I, I didn't say no, that. No, no, no. I'm saying that. Oh. No, I'm not saying you saying that. I oh, said okay. that okay. most people know him intellectually. Because they have heard about him, they have read about him, and all that. And so, yes, they believe with that. But there is another belief that comes that hooks you up with him to know him personally. And that's what's missing. The average sinner is scared to say they don't know him because they do know about him, and they're afraid to say, I don't really know him. And, 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 and that is the case. I want to get back on this thing of loving yourself. 
Love yourself. John, you love yourself? Uh, no. Why not? I don't know what love is. I want to know what love is. I mean, I didn't grow up in... I want you to show me. I didn't grow up in an environment uh, where there was love. And so how long have you known that you do not love yourself? You know, um, I, didn't, I haven't really thought about it. Uh, when you asked the question today, uh, that's the first time I really thought about it. So, uh, You hate yourself? No. You don't hate nor love? I don't hate myself. So you don't love yourself, nor do you hate yourself? Yes, I guess that'd be true. Oh, that's good then. So you're just kind of out there. Well, uh, I don't know what love is, so. But you, how do you know what hate is then? Oh, because. Uh, uh, if you don't hate yourself, how do you know that? Do you know what hate yourself is? No. You have never hated yourself? Oh, yes, yes, I have. So do you know what hating yourself is? Yeah, being... Uh, did you smoke a joint this morning? Being angry. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> what is hating yourself? I guess uh, when you want something and you can't achieve something, you get frustrated. Oh, okay. And you think that's what hating yourself is? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I saw some more questions. Then we're going to move. Yeah. Did you have your hand? I did. Yeah, go ahead. Um... Just on the subject of being a dummy, we were talking about it earlier. Um, what I've noticed about myself is that I've been so trained, my mind has been so trained to think about everything that in my head I think I can figure it all out. Right. And I think that, you know, as I'm, what I'm starting to realize much more deeply, you know, is that it's actually better to not know anything um, and, and be a dummy. Literally, you know, just be very simple in your mind um, because it's the, the brain that's constantly thinking and figuring things out that never can ever be still. Define being a dummy. What do you mean by being a dummy? Well, a dummy is something. Isn't that a good question? Pat, don't you think that's a good question? Yeah. What do you mean by being a dummy? I, I, I define being a dummy as somebody who, who doesn't think that they know everything. And, oh, okay. and they have a sort of an open mind and they're not thinking and sort of believing that they can figure it out or their brain has the angle to it. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. How many more people here are dummies? One, two. <laughs> Let me go in the back and ask this dummy and then I come to the, this dummy. What, define, be, you, Herman said that he's a dummy. Go back. Um, you a dummy? Yeah, I mean the sense define that... Define dummy. Spiritually, I think I'm a dummy. Define dummy for me. Uh, define dummy... Um, when you say you're a dummy, define what that means. Dummy in that I think I know, but I really don't know. I think that's dumb. You think that's dummy? How dumb is that? That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you truly are a dummy. Right here. You say you're a dummy. Yes, sir. Okay. You're from my hometown, right? Yes, sir. That's Reverend. Yes, sir. Homeboy. Springs, Alabama. That's Bullock right. County. Barber County. Barber County. I, that's where I was born. Bred and raised. Nice down there. You guys don't look anything alike, though. I, I think there, I look just like him. There's no Ken there. <laughs> so you're a dummy. <laughs> so you're a dummy. Define dummy. What do you mean by dummy? Well, you know, we're all dummies. You, you think you know everything. You don't know nothing. You just look at the world around you. You look at the creation, uh, you know, how the stars and the moon and the sky and the earth and the relationships, you think you know things, but we're, we're, we're dumb. We're here to learn, you know. Okay. That's I dummy. Mean, yeah, on the other hand, you might be smart a little bit. Maybe you got a degree or something. You got some schooling, but. Right. But, yeah, we're all dummies. Oh, okay. I'm a dummy. I love it. I love it. I love it. You're a dummy, you say? Yes, I am. Okay, define dummy. Okay, if I was uh, if I was a dummy, I would uh, I would have. Um, no, I, you say you are a dummy. Yes. Not if you were. If, okay. Define that for me. If I was not, not if you were a dummy. If I was not a dummy, I would. Um, 
I would not uh, not hate myself. Okay. Because if I uh, because if I did not hate myself, I would have found the wisdom to love. Uh, love was right. Okay. Patrick, are you a dummy? Um, I know I don't know a lot more than I do know. So <laughs> under that definition, I would say that sounds like a dummy. You say you don't know a lot more than you do know? Uh, do your mind ever get to you? Yes. Do you know when it gets to you, do you know it has gotten to you? Yes. That's beautiful. When you can know that, you're on your way. Isn't that nice to kind of know that now? Good to know. It is. So you can kind of see the devil creeping up, right? Even in little things that seem nice. Well, I don't know about seeing the devil creeping up, but... <laughs> but, but, but that's yeah, how the mind is confused. I see that the mind is when the mind's working against me. Yeah. You pray without ceasing? Uh, no. You don't? And why not? Um, We're building this solid foundation this year. Why not pray? You've heard me say pray without season. Explain it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry? Yeah. I'm not sure to say why. Uh, I don't know why. You don't know why you don't do it? Yeah, I I think I just get a lot of things that I'm doing I'm interested in and get pulled away from reality quite a bit. Oh, okay. All right. I want to go back here, and then I explain the dummy thing. Uh, Yeah, right there. Right here, yeah. Thank you. You you said that you realize that you are a dummy because you always think that you know everything, right? Or you know things you realize you don't, right? No, I'd say that I'd rather be in a space where I was a dummy and didn't know <laughs> things because I think I would be more open to God's coming into my life. And it's better to be a dummy than it is to be somebody who thinks he knows everything. So my question would be, and this is for me, you're going to help me. Think not of yourself in this one, but of me. You have known this for years. You know, we've been talking about it for a long time. What is it about you after all this time that is preventing you from 100% committing yourself to God? Why, you know, you come here, you, you hear and you know it and you say it, but you go back out into the world and you don't commit yourself. Why not? Um, I've, been, I've been looking at that, actually. And for me personally, um, I just see that, you know, there's the going in and the going out a, a fair degree. Uh, I think that um, when I've, come back to sort of like just going about the meditation you asked well if I meditate um, you know you you harp on people you got to meditate every morning and every evening um, you know so that becomes sort of the dynamic a little bit which is yeah I meditate every morning I med- and meditate every evening um, and it becomes compartmentalized sort of what God is rather than being sort of just with me all the time. But why, though? I want to know why. Why what? You, you learn that, oh, you meditate at night, meditate. As soon as the meditation is over, you go right back into your worldly ways. After all these years, why? I want to, and I just want to know why, because maybe I can help better. I can add something to what I say. I, I want to know why that is. After so many years. <clears throat> well, I mean, I, I think it's, for me, it's the intellect. I mean, for me, that's the dominant. It's the dominant sort of part of myself. And if, how long have you been knowing? Knowing how long have you known that is the intellect? I've seen it, but I have not been able to overcome it for for a long time. For how long have you known? The reason I'm not committed, I'm just playing a game here, is because of my intellect. How long have you known that? Um, I don't. I don't know if I w- would say that I. You know, you're putting words into my mouth. I don't. I don't what know if I would. I just put you, in? The game. I never use the word. But the you game. are playing a game. No, no, no. But you're using that word. I didn't use that word. You may so. not realize you're playing a game. Right. I, you didn't I, use I, that I, word. I understand that, but I, that's not the word that I used. Right. But so that's you, what's going on. You're playing I, I, a game. I understand what you're calling it. Right. I don't necessarily think I'm playing a game. What do you think you're doing? Um, what, what I'm doing. It's called suffering. So. You want to call it a game. What I'm going through is called suffering. So what, what do you want to call it? Because I call it a game because you get up and you pray. 
right? You, get up, you say you get up in the morning and pray in the morning, and you do it at night, right? Right. And then that's it. No, that's not And so it. you go back into that's your... Not, absolutely, that's not... Let me finish. Let me just finish. So if I, I am I wrong... I just don't want you... Okay, go ahead. Uh, and then you go back into your suffering, right? And you've been doing it for years. Why not stop playing the game with the prayer and then playing the game with the suffering? You're just playing games between the two, and it's not getting you anywhere. What is it about you that won't let you see that so you can allow yourself to humble before God? What is, and what is it that prevent that keep this game going? Well, I mean, there's, there's definitely ego involved, clearly. And if you know that for sure, why do you keep going with the ego? Well, I, think, I don't think I'm going. The way you characterize it is not exactly accurate of what I'm doing. So we don't agree on that, just to start you, off with. All the things I'm doing are repeating what you're saying. No, no, no. You, you, what you said is I literally go for meditation. I go right back into my head, and I just, that's it. It's not, that's not necessarily what's really happening. So, but then you have to if your ego is still controlling you. What's that? You have to be doing that if your ego is still controlling you. Have to be doing what? Going back into your head. I, I just told you I go, I have awareness and then I don't. And so I, it's not literally right after I meditate, I just go back into my head. I, I don't think that's what's going on. So I can't agree with you about what you just said. Yes, sir. I'm, I got to get to this love thing here. Love you, sir. We still, t- all this is about love. It, it, yes, sir. I relate to what Kent is saying, but to answer your question, for me... What is he saying? What do you relate well, to? Well, for me, me, let me just answer for my... I mean, I kind of understand that being in between the two... Is he playing a game two or worlds. not? Yes. And, and how, I know so because I'm, I'm doing the same thing. And why? And for me, it's because I'm starting to believe that because I learned about the meditation from other people, that because I didn't discover for myself, it's hard for me to commit to it. It's more of a... I get up and do it kind of somewhat semi-seriously. Sometimes I'm consistent, sometimes I'm not. But it's not something that I discovered for myself. You've just been lied to by Satan. It's not because you learned about it. It's not because some, a witness came along and said, hey, if you want to know God, be still and know him. God is always, has always sent witnesses to witness for us. And tell us how to get back to him. So it's not because of that. Then how come I can't commit to it? I try to commit to it, but... Because you are, you love your father, the devil, and you have not suffered enough where you were, that would have caused you to cry out to God. Well, I'm kind of saying the same thing. You, you still love the devil. Well, I think that's that's what it is. It had nothing to do with the meditation or without the meditation, or hearing about the meditation, is just that you refuse to take the pain of being wrong. And every time that opportunity comes along where you can look at yourself, instead of doing that, you look at your fellow man. You look at the accuser, or you look at, you won't let it be just on you so that you can feel that absolute ego pain, and that will cause you to cry out to God, and you shall be free. That's what it is. And God has always given us those moments. He's always given us things. He loves us so much. He's always given us something that will bring our ego pain or something so that we can finally cry out to him. But the average person would not stand still and take the pain. And then Satan would come up with all these excuses. That's what it is. And then you feel, and then sometimes you take the pain and then you feel good for a minute. And then you're back in your hell hole again because the pain is gone. You don't have the pain there to remind you that you need God. It's unfortunate. But which one comes first, the meditation or the ability to be able to take that pain in the moment? You need to pray. You're not going to be able to take it on your own because you're not going to understand it. Yes, Rodney? Oh, I'm sorry. Hold for the mic. Are you saying we have to suffer to know God? Stubborn people like... Like y'all, yeah. <laughs> Everybody don't have to suffer. Some people, they just hunger for him, and, and he comes, and he presents himself, and they got it. But for stubborn people, yeah, you got to suffer, because you are going to suffer, because you're separated from God. But the beauty about God, 
is that he loves us so much that he's willing to chastise us in that way in hopes that we will cry out to him. Because his thing is that all should receive salvation. He wants all of us to be born again. He wants all of us to receive. So he is merciful and, and he allows, even in our stub, stubbornness, he still st- just stay with us and, and just hope that one day you will let go. Right here. So again, he's not really creating our suffering. We're no. creating it. He's not chastising us. Well, he is chastising you because he is in control of everything. He knows everything. He's in control of everything. So he is allowing that to happen. It's like because you've been so wrong, he's allowing that to happen so you can apologize, repent. But he could not allow that to happen. He could stop that from happening if he wanted to. But he wants you to get to know him. He wants you to know that he is like an earthly parent. You know, when you chastise your kids. I, I asked uh, one of my guys on Paul one day, I said, do you ever get, did your parents ever spank you? He like, yeah. And I said, are you grateful for that? He said, yeah, I am now. I said, why? He, he said, because I, it helped me to know what I was wrong. And that's what God does. Like earthly parents, he's helping us to know when we are wrong so that we can apologize and go free. But, but the pain will come, and some people take the pain, and then they'll cry out to the Father, and the Father help them, and the pain is gone. They go right back. I don't know. Right back into it. I want to, uh, hey, I love the fellowship. Come here. I'm glad to see you, Ozzy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yes. I'm having pain. Uh, my business, okay. But I ask God, I think we have to suffer here, but for you. You have a pain for what now? I'm sorry. I have a person giving me problems at my, at my business, okay. Right. But I'm, right now I'm thanking her because she's bringing me close to God. Yes. And to me, Take I, my can, advice, and I can see. Take my advice. Get rid of that person. Somebody I, told me that. I would I, get rid of it. I made a big mistake by not doing that. Get rid of that person now. Okay. And, but just don't hate them, but get okay. rid of them. Okay. Because you're the boss, you have the paycheck, that authority is there, and they don't respect it. Okay, thank you. Let them go like 90 going north. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm telling you. They will hold your business back. They'll hold you yes, back. Yes, that's it. And then you'll find yourself frustrated at these people that won't function with yeah. attitude and all that. Let them go like naughty going north. Okay. Another friend of mine was going through the same thing with, I won't say him or her, but their employees. I mean, just the employee would bite, bite in, you know, talking about one that's carrying on. And they called me up and said, you know, what should I do? And I said, let those suckers go. Get rid of that. And they did, and they feel much better. <laughs> I learned the hard way. And I was warned from day one, don't get too close to anybody. Do not get too close to your employees. They'll cross that line, and they won't respect you. They won't, it won't be no boss-employee relationship anymore, and that's the truth. I don't care if it's black, white, or Mexican, or Japanese, or... But you got to have that line there. It's got to be there. Isn't that right, employers? You got to be careful. The only thing with Mount Priest I have to replace her with someone. Right. So Find me, somebody. Get a Mexican. Well, I, it's, it's not easy to get a qualified Get an illegal or something. <laughs> Illegals are waiting in line down yes, at Costco. The, Yes, you have to have units. You have to have units. You have to be scared. I'm joking about the illegal. <laughs> because what happens is, you let them stay there too long, they're going to get so ingrained in your business that if you let them go, it's going to mess up your business. Because they know so much about it, and they're, you know, they're not going to run it, and they're not going to train it or whatever. They're not going to do it the right way. And you allow that problem to go on too long. So it's best to let it go while it's not so deep. Especially if you see that there's a problem and you talk to them about it, they refuse to change. Yeah. Let me end by saying that 
And you talk to them, and they still don't change, right? You disrespectful? Yes. That's all I say. Do you like your job? Oh, I love working with little things. I love it. Yeah, right. You should. You lying sucker. <laughs> I just you like him. running over me. He's full of shit. <laughs> oh, you can't say that in the church. I said that. No wonder you didn't get rid of him. You got mad. <laughs> she up there cussing at the employee. All right, let me just say this. Uh, there is no such thing as loving yourself. No such thing as loving yourself. Don't even try it. You should not hate, your, hate yourself nor love yourself. God said to love him with all your heart, soul, and might, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so what he wants is for us, when you're loving him, his love is going to dwell in you. And then that love that you have, you're going to love your neighbor with that. You're never going to hold a grudge against them. You're not going to talk about them behind their backs. You're going to wish them well. Even when they are challenging you, you're going to pray, pray for them and not think of yourself. And that is possible. Believe me, I, I, I'm experiencing that. You pray for them and not of yourself, not for yourself, because you can see that that person is lost in the darkness. And I don't care how great the challenge is, you pray for your enemy. You, you, see, you have love. You've been fulfilled with love. The love of God is in you. It is not your love. You ain't got no love. That's what black, huh? You ain't got no love. But so when you come into the presence of God, repent and come into the presence, he's going to fulfill you with his love. And you're going to see that this is not about me. It's not about me. I got to give this love away. And the greatest source to give it to is the one that hates you the most. The one that's trying to destroy you. The one that is against you. You give it to that person. Because God had mercy on you and gave it to you and you weren't worth it. We, we are not worthy of God's love. And yet he gave it to us. And so we just give it to somebody else. And he, the more you give out, it come back. But if you think of loving you, you ain't going to give no love to nobody else because it's all about you. And if you give love to someone else, as soon as they roll their eyes at you, you want your little love back. You don't love no more. But if you if you just let it out, love, not thinking of yourself, if that person should switch on you or change on you, and they will, you don't feel anything about it. Nothing lost. Nothing lost at all. So there is no such thing as loving yourself. Don't even try. And there's nowhere in the scriptures where it says you should love yourself. In the, in the Ten Commandments, it's about loving God, loving your neighbor, respecting folks, don't cheat, don't lie. It's it, nowhere in there where it says, and thou shall love thyself. But what has happened, we've been deceived with that. And, and then this other thing about, what was that question I asked? I started out with him first and I went to... Dummy. dummy. Everyone who said that they know what a dummy is, do not know. Wait until you come into the presence of God and you're going to see what a dummy is. <laughs> Intellectually, you said what a dummy is and that isn't it. I'm telling you, we don't know nothing. It has to be revealed to you what a dummy is. And that's what concerns me is this intellect is always kicking in. There's another intellect that comes from God, but there's another intellect that's come from Satan. And he's always defining things in a way that puts you into slavery rather than setting you free. And so you think you know what a, a dummy is because that's the worldly definition of a dummy. That's not what dummy is. That's why you can't trust or you shouldn't trust your intellect at all. Not one is never going to tell you the spiritual truth about reality. You have to allow God to re reveal his intellect. And that's what makes you free. And that's why people, another reason a lot of folks are not going free, because they think they know. They have the intellectual, intellectual definition for things and those things are not of God. His ways are not our ways. He made it clear. 
We don't know nothing, and of ourselves, we can do nothing. So your little definitions, you don't know anything. It's just locking you into Satan's world. We need your financial support, folks. Donate to the, uh, the church. I do appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, for coming in, and thank you for tuning in. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're